Hey, this is Nikki Rapp, the voice of Lily from Telltale's The Walking Dead, and you're listening to Entertainment Talks The Walking Dead's UK podcast. Welcome to the Walking Dead UK podcast. It's Entertainment Talks podcast for the Walking Dead on AMC and Star on Disney Plus. I'm your host Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is David. How's it going? I'm doing well, thanks. Good, good. Uh, this is for season eleven, episode fifteen, called Trust. Even though we can't trust Lance, but what did you think of uh, this episode? Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was it was a good um, kind. Of well episode we got the sort of uh, resolution of the um, thing that we'd be waiting for that they kind of teased earlier on about the the sort of um, uh, Daryl turning up in full uniform at the hilltop that that was resolved this episode Um, and wasn't nearly as bad as we thought it might be so that's good Uh, you got a bit more of the sort of what's going on with the CD underbelly at the Commonwealth, which, you know, we're, we're getting more of that. Oddly absent is the sort of president figure, which we've not really seen anything of the last few episodes. She's mm-hmm. keeping well out of it. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah, the, uh, Sebastian's fundraising has been brought to light although you're not to the full authorities yet so we're we're kind of moving on a little bit more with that um some good zombie little bits and pieces as well so yeah overall pretty well balanced episode i thought Mm -hmm. yeah um before i get into my thoughts on the episode and stuff uh it is a special occasion Today, uh, it is the 6th of April, 2022, obviously that's today's date. Uh, Entertainment Talk was created on the 6th of April, 2016, so it's today is the 6th, uh, whether you Yay. want to say birthday or anniversary, however you want to put that. Um, so yeah, quite uh, quite quite good. I will be reviewing a film later today. I have mentioned earlier in the week what that's going to be for, but for those of you who don't know, it'll be a nice surprise. Um, it's quite fitting as well, that because uh, this didn't... This special episode didn't manage to land on the finale, the 16th episode, but uh, we did get news in between the last episode and this one that The Walking Dead has finished filming. Yes. So it's kind of fitting that the show that we basically started with, um, because we started with a Gaming Talk podcast and a Walking Dead podcast, that was what we had at the start, and obviously we've branched out to do loads of different things. So it's kind of fitting that on the 6th anniversary uh, we're talking about a show that uh, has finished filming, is in its final season, and that's kind of a, an interesting bookend, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but, David, I want to thank you again for not only joining me week to week, but um, being a part of this with me for six years. Um, You're very I hope that we I hope that we can continue to do this together, and obviously with the other people involved as well. We've got Robert and Bex and Gray uh, and other people that have joined us before. Um yeah, just thought I'd quickly mention all that, and thank you again for joining me and everything. No problem. And, uh, it's good, it's good. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I'll I'll probably talk a little bit more about, like, a sixth anniversary thing 
on next month's chat podcast, sort of reflect on the month and everything, because we've got some other special episodes, hopefully, happening, if uh, things work out the way that I hope that they do. So, um, good. Um, Alright, in terms of this episode, I enjoyed lots of parts of it. There was two parts that didn't work. Um, the first one was the very uneventful, just kind of, like, we me and you and other people that watch the show have been speculating as to like okay why does Daryl show up at the gate etc etc and it was like the most uneventful thing that could have happened I mean I know we were I mean because the thing is we weren't yeah. we weren't we weren't worried for Daryl or Maggie's safety in terms of them shooting each other or something I mean I suppose we were maybe nervous about it breaking into a fight um or, or some sort of war but we knew either of those couldn't die because they has spin off. Um, cause I'm pretty sure we knew about Maggie's. Um, yeah. Obviously, we've known about Daryl's for ages, but um, I'm pretty sure we knew about Maggie and Negan's one uh, back at that point. But it was basically just a sort of, um, you know, knocking on the door uh, of of Lance and just like, hey, instead of you being all hostile, I can speak to her and then we can get let in. And mm-hmm. then that was that was that. Um, but. Because I I was speculating about like could it be Lance double crossing um sorry uh, could it be Daryl double crossing Lance and he's pretending to work with him but he's against him and he's gonna help Maggie turn against him and no it wasn't wasn't any of that um I don't I, I'm not like annoyed I'm just kind of like oh all right yeah that it, that happened it wasn't a sort of um as big a thing as they were teasing it as being. But I don't mind that. There's a sort of little bit of misdirection in there, and that's okay by me. I don't mind that too much. Um, I know what you're saying, because you're expecting it to be something kind of bigger. Because, I mean, I'd speculated that it was, um, you know, Lance had actually placed the blame on Maggie, um, rather than him sort of half expecting that there um and he sort of managed to convince them that they needed to yeah that that daryl needed to go after her because she kind of turned and it it wasn't even quite that far i think it sort of works how it is that actually worked okay for me um but i know what you mean it wasn't as big a thing as it was kind of made out to be the way they teased it in Mm. the start you know yeah the other thing i don't I don't actually understand why it was in the episode. Is the Ezekiel Carroll thing with the hospital and because uh, he's talking to Tommy about is it Tommy Tommy um, yeah Yumiko's uh, uh, brother Tommy yeah about like oh I need these supplies for this person and I'm like who's this person that's that's injured because mm-hmm. previously the hospital storyline was about him um, and like the surgery that he needed but. With him saying, oh, I, I just need these supplies for this other person. I was like, oh, who is this other person? Because um, we don't know anybody else that was injured. And it was some redshirt person. Yeah, it was some redshirt that had got a burst appendix, wasn't it, or something? Uh, yeah. It's like, yeah. No, I th- that I will agree. I, I'm. It seemed to be put in there to give those characters something to do, which, you know. Right. So, yeah, whatever. Hmm. Um, I didn't yeah. really see the point, but yes. Yeah, I did. maybe it's to just have more screen time with Carol and to to show Ezekiel's got this thing. But we're like nine episodes... Well, we got uh, yeah nine episodes left after this one. Um, isn't it a bit late to be introducing, like, oh, I made this new hospital thing and it's like, 
okay, the story. Well, I too. mean, so, I, I don't know. Unless it's there, may be a purpose for that, or maybe it's to show. The one thing it did do is maybe show that Tommy can be um, manipulated or can be kind of can break out of him just being a kind of good little resident of the Commonwealth. And mm-hmm. maybe that comes into play somewhere down the line. So yeah. that's possibly the purpose that it had there. But it mm-hmm. did see stick out as a being a little why are you showing us this at this point? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get into all the rest of everything in the uh, in, in the recap. Uh, Let's take a quick break, do some housekeeping, and then we'll get into said recap. See you in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself, or maybe both depending on the occasion, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, I've done quite a few film reviews recently and I'm going to be doing one today as well. Uh, But the most recent one that I've done is a review for Death on the Nile, which is a Fox film that is available on Disney Plus because of course they own the company. Um, But uh, yes, for Death on the Nile, I gave it a skip rating. I was, let's just say, not very impressed at all. And then I looked at some other people's opinions online and they shared mostly the same opinions for death on 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 the nile um but that's uh spoiler free for the first half and then it gets into the murder mystery stuff spoiler stuff in the second half of the podcast but if you want my general opinion on that and you want me and you want to find out why i didn't like it uh you can listen to that in the first half of the episode so that's death on the nile uh over on gaming talk podcast this week we had quite a big episode we talked about the new playstation plus because um, Sony is going to be um, uh, sorting out what they're doing with PlayStation Plus in June, it looks like, um, with three new tiers offering different things and kind of a restructuring of PlayStation Now and what they're doing with PlayStation Plus. So that was really exciting to talk about. Uh, we also talked about the future of LEGO games, because TT Games, who's the developer of those games, 
uh, so not Telltale, they're just called TT Games. Um, they are planning on working on another LEGO game with a major IP, so we speculate as to what that could be, or, um, you know, yeah, what game that could be for. Because uh, they recently released uh, the Skywalker Saga, but it's like a completely new format of a LEGO game. Um, still got the same core of what you do, but it's a very, very new style, so we speculated as to what style could you use that for, but for another big IP, basically. And we talked about a uh, video game crunch as well as well as some other stuff uh my possible skip review for dying light 2 is out that's of course the new uh, new zombie video game from techland who obviously worked on dying light 1 before gave that a possible skip rating that's a spoiler free one you can check that one out uh man united returned to playing football this week we drew 1-1 with leicester um could have easily been a different scoreline it was a very eventful game so we talked about that and we play away against everton on saturday in everton a fighting this season because they might get relegated so they need to be careful um but that's going to be on saturday as well i think we're only playing once a week now but we'll see how that goes uh there's a podcast called why phase four of the mcu is the best one and then in brackets so far so talking about why i really like what's going on with the fourth phase of the mcu and uh, the different kind of stuff that we're getting and you know the tv content and stuff and why that's really uh quite fun and, and good and that sort of thing so i talked about that um, did a big uh, topic kind of podcast this week as well as on the chat podcast which is for March 2022 talked about COVID I've not talked about COVID on the podcast for a few months so I talked about that I also did a quite long uh, it's a political compass test uh, answered various questions and scenarios and that sort of thing and ultimately got my um, political answer thing that was interesting to do I also talked about the situation with Ezra Miller and at the start of the episode, I gave my impressions of the first episode of Moon Knight. Of course, episode two is now out. But if you want my initial impressions, impressions sorry for Moon Knight, you can listen to that one. Um, I did a uh, must-see review for Deep Water. That's available on Hulu in the US and Amazon Prime in the UK. It's got Anna Diarmas and Ben Affleck in that. Um, did a must-see review for Servants third season. I called it TV's best horror slash thriller show. It's available on Apple TV+. Plus. I really, really enjoyed that. And that's everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org you can find us as well on your favorite podcast platform by searching for our name uh, let's get into the recap for um trust so it says as trust began lance daryl and a bunch of troopers had arrived at the site of carlson's last stand uh, gabriel and aaron swore that crossed their hearts and hoped to live <laughs> <laughs> the apartment dwellers had killed everyone but them and then uh fled Though sceptical as hell and understandably so, Lance didn't push them off the roof right then and there, but continued his search for the killers and his missing weapons. We will return to Lance and everybody else later. Um, so that's the cold open. Um, yeah, I, I was listening to, I haven't quite finished the episode yet, but I was listening to Bold Moves podcast, as I normally do. I've mentioned them a few times. And they were talking about like what we've mentioned before, which is Aaron and Gabriel and how kind of a... Um, cool sort of partnership they've they've got and you know how how well they fit together as characters and that sort of thing um definitely shows itself again here uh, i thought the way that they both spoke to lance was really interesting um quite an interesting shot as well because you actually start the episode on carlson's face and uh the camera kind of zooms up and stuff i thought that was that was quite cool but yeah good start to the episode continues right from where we basically left off and uh yeah we get some more more cool I, I am really enjoying seeing lance as a villain i think one of the reasons i'm enjoying that though is i mean i've enjoyed some of the other ones that have been tv villains like original tv villains but obviously lance is from the comic book because he's part of the commonwealth as well 
Um, but yeah, he's quite quite kind of sort of compelling to to watch. He's kind of a bit more of a um, not Gus Fring type, but in terms of you know, Gus won't necessarily um, do something physical to you. He'll get his guards to shoot you, and he'll just sort of like negotiate and talk to you that kind of stuff but he'll be like you know scheming and and that sort of thing so i am enjoying uh seeing that and obviously that's a big chunk of this episode which is good um and again yep seeing aaron and gabriel in, in these in these scenes um they make a really good sort of partnership um so all that was all great uh what do you think of the cold open yeah all good um i've been watching the scene between sort of lance and gabriel and aaron kind of trying to sort of say no well they left off alive but they murdered everybody you know i mean <laughs> really unconvincing but you know yeah. uh and daryl sort of backing them up going well if that's what they say happened that's what happened I, you know they wouldn't lie um I, yeah i really liked all that i thought that was really really good um and i am liking lads as the villain as you say it's a slightly different to everything else we've seen because uh, i i think because this is the first time that there's actually been a society that mm-hmm. lads yeah. is coming from so he's he's a bit more of that kind of working in the background kind of political animal that yeah you not really get in the walking dead because there's never really been a need for it you know in the world of the walking dead usually you know it's like crazy dictators and my way or the highway sort of attitude from Mm. most of the leaders whereas this has got to be a little bit more subtle because he isn't the leader there is a big structure around him he needs to be able to kind of give you the impression that he's still a good person uh whereas a lot of the others you know can pretty much do what they want because they're essentially dictators so yeah i think that's that's quite interesting and i do like him as a as a sort of villain in this um but yeah, that that was a good open, particularly with the sort of Gabriel and Aaron trying to convince him that no, no, it's all fine. We do, yeah, they just murdered everybody and disappeared and left us alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, in other in other developments, Princess uh, these days waking up in Mercer's bed, um, pushed her says Boo to open up about what was troubling him. In response, he shut her out, uh, shut her down, and shut her out. Uh, later they make up and Princess tells Mercer they can work it out. So I thought I'd stitch these two things together in this recap. Um, yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure this happens in the comic book. Although part of the bit I just read in the comic book, because they're not sort of... Because like, in, in these scenes and in this episode, they seem very much like they're actually a couple, not just kind of hooking up. Yeah. Um, in in the book, I'm pretty sure that they do hook up a couple of times. I don't remember them. Well, not yet. Anyway, being in a relationship because there was a there was a scene that I um read or a part or a page that I read this week in in the comic book, and Mercer's like taking out some zombies and stuff as he does, and this woman whose name who I I couldn't recognize. Obviously, they're drawn in black and white. So yeah, but um uh she had like um ear piercings and stuff like that i couldn't recognize who it was uh, it might have been like a new character or something and she walks up to mercer and she's like oh i see you're blowing off steam and he's like yeah um and then she's like oh do you want to do that together and then he's like oh sure kind of thing and then it, it just cuts away and then i haven't it, the, the part that i read in the book hadn't gotten back to that yet so i don't think in the 
book that he's in a relationship with Princess, but it was nice to see anyway. Um, so it's kind of happening in both, but in sort of different ways. Um, but yeah, Princess is certainly in the show. Um, Princess and Mercer um, make a lot of sense. I think since we saw that scene, um, you know, at the ball, and he's kind of inviting her in, and she's dressed up yeah. as a princess, and you know, that kind of started from there. I think, and I think we kind of suspected from that point that they might um, end up together, possibly. Um, but yeah, I like them. Um, Princess doesn't want to stop talking about the sex that they're having, which is kind of fun, <laughs> uh, which, which is good. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I'm glad that by the end of the episode, they managed to sort this out. Um, of course, one of the things with men is we don't quite like to talk about what's troubling us. Um, sometimes it doesn't have to be a mental health specific issue. Sometimes we just don't like, like to talk about things that are just generally on our minds. Um, we prefer to talk about other things sometimes. So th- this kind of fits in with, well, him being a, a, a guy and his manly kind of attitude towards it. I, I think the way Merce is being portrayed here is like he's the big, muscly, alpha sort of leader guy and he doesn't really want to talk about what's bothering him. Because again, that's what some men can do sometimes. Um, do you, do you kind of agree with that? And what do you um, think of Princess and Mercer here? Yeah, I mean, I think the the two of them hooking up makes sense at this point, and mm-hmm. they seem to be. I, I don't think they are necessarily in a full blown relationship, but they certainly the uh, you know whether they're exclusive or whatever I don't casual, know. But yeah. they, but it seems to be that in that stage that's you know gone from being occasional casual hookup to being something a bit more serious. They seem to be mm-hmm. in that sort of point. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I mean the reaction from Merson makes perfect sense. He is a stoic dude. He he's very walled off. Um, you know that's the type of character he is. It, it makes perfect sense that that's how he'd react to this sort of stuff. So yeah, um, but it's it's kind of cute to see them together. Mm-hmm, definitely, yeah. Um, and the two characters I really like as well. So, yeah, there you go. Um, it's interesting because in the in the book still at this point, princesses. Um, her personality and stuff is changing a little bit, you know, with character development, but she's still kind of dressing up as the princess that we remember, whereas in the show they seem to have, again, taken that away for some reason. Um, mm. I still haven't quite worked out why they've done that, um, but she's still the, you know, good princess character that we know, it's just that she 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 dresses a little differently to what she, she used to. So, um, but we've got that going on. Uh, at the same time... Um, yeah, next paragraph. At the same time, uh, Eugene and Rosita were were filling in Connie, filling in Connie and Kelly on uh, Sebastian's um, sick money making scheme. It was a great story, but Connie and Kelly couldn't report on it without inside access and stolen documents. Unfortunately, Eugene soon discovered that Max was terrified to be his mole because um, she's kind of been in a situation like this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was she might not have um, been swayed at all, but she. Um, uh, sorry, he might not have been swayed at all um, had she not learned uh, that her brother had been present and in danger thanks to Sebastian's fundraising, in quotes. Um, making a beeline for Mercer, she challenged him to be um, upset the status quo and make uh, the Commonwealth better than it was. Um, by going after Sebastian, what if I disappear, he asked. Who keeps running this place? And then it says, valid questions. Uh, so kind of two two sti- uh, scenes stitched together, um, mainly talking about like some Mercer related stuff. Mercer's got a busy episode; he's got a lot on his mind here, mm-hmm. uh, which is good. Gives him more to do. Um, 
I'm wondering where they're going with Connie and Kelly as characters because we've had a ton, of, absolute ton of screen time for Eugene over the over the seasons. Obviously, Eugene's been in the show longer than Connie and Kelly, but um, yeah, there's there's certain characters that just aren't really getting screen time, and we are giving a lot of screen time to people like Eugene and and Max, um, which isn't always bad, but. Um, I'm starting to wonder as we're getting, you know, into single digits for the amount of episodes that are left. We've got nine left. Um, how those other characters that aren't quite being served are going to end up getting more sort of service because there's just not like as the episodes just go on, we've got less and less time. Um, and I just think that Connie and Kelly are two um, interesting kind of special like characters. Uh, just in, what I mean by special is like a unique. Uh, type of characters and stuff um and i just want to see more of them and yeah how do you kind of feel about the Um, screen time between some of these i don't know i think they yeah there are some characters that have sort of you know vanished and Mm. as as we know uh but i think with connie and kelly i think if you give them a good solid episode at some point you know the chances are they are going to be the people that you know, somehow end up exposing everything that's going on or have the evidence. Um, so I, I, I suspect you're going to get, they're going to come forward again. It sort of makes sense that maybe they're in the background at the moment because they've, they were sort of slightly sidelined by the Commonwealth people as well. You know, she was sort of sidelined to writing fluff pieces and now she's got this sort of big story potentially. Um, which could blow everything up at the Commonwealth politically. So I I, I think there is probably more coming from those two. Um, but, I mean, we'll have to wait and see exactly how they handle it. But it does look mm-hmm. like there is a bigger storyline brewing there. It would make sense if they're going to be fairly central to that, I would have thought. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering... Because last week when we saw Leah come back and I was like, oh, is she going to be in Dwight's comic book place, which is the sort of character that starts the uprising? I'm wondering if instead of having a character that causes the trouble, because I remember mentioning last week that he literally points a gun at Pamela and Rick has to shoot him. This is in the book, obviously, Mm because Dwight's not on this. He's not even on the same show. Um, And that does end up breaking out into like a war in the streets and people getting like, you know. Um, shot and that kind of, you know, a war type of thing. I'm wondering if instead of having, because there's none, none, you see all this like, um, document stuff that's going on, like with the list of people's names and things. None, none of that's in the in the book. You don't have like the Tyler scene that mm-hmm. happens or anything. Um, so I'm wondering if this, uh, this thing instead of a person is going to be what causes an uprising. Like when this piece gets published about these people with the list and what's going on with that if somebody sees that and then that breaks out into something as opposed to a person directly causing because it's in the book it's more sort of just dwight literally causes an uprising with trouble and then that starts that kicks everything off Mm. um which if it works in this way for the show and they want to do it based on this article or this news piece it still hopefully should work um because i think this like um unsettling thing that's going on in the commonwealth is going pretty good so far um, but yeah, do you think that could be the thing that kicks it off instead of an uprising from an individual person? 
I, I, well, I mean, given where we got to at the end of the episode with Leah, uh, with yeah. Lance basically saying, I've got a sort of job offer for you. I think you could be kind of right in that Leah's possibly is going to take that kind of uprising place. But I think in this particular situation, they've changed it rather than it just being, you know, somebody on the inside that's been living there that that's uh, inciting this uprising. I mm. wonder if it's going to be Lance bringing Leah in to sort of say, you know, to... to instigating and it would make sense if in the comic books you had Rick shooting um, uh, Dwight what's yeah. his face? Dwight Dwight yes you had Rick shooting Dwight so it would make sense that if we get into a situation here where it's Daryl that has to shoot Leah because I'd be happy there is that. a connection <laughs> because there is a connection between the two of them and he let her go in the first place, so. Uh huh. Yeah, I see. I, yeah. It, I I I can see that there is a sort of remix of the comic book in there where it's not I, exactly the same, but you could put her in the role where she is responsible yeah. for um, inciting that uprising at the urging of Lance, um, so he can make a power grab, and than her um, being in the crosshairs of Daryl mm-hmm. um, and that being a way of sort of rounding it out. So, uh, yeah, I, I could see there being a sort of some sort of remix thing going on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would work with my previous prediction as well. So either of those two options, as long as it plays out well, I think would work. Who knows? It could be both things and it could cause complete chaos. So, yeah. we'll see. Um so I read that bit out. Elsewhere, Max agreed to do Eugene's bidding. Uh, she'd hoped that things would go back to normal, but had realised that there is no back to normal. Uh, we know what we know. Because of that, things have to change. Uh, whatever came their way, uh, Eugene promised she wouldn't have to face it alone. He even sealed uh, his vow with a kiss. So this is kind of them just sort of making up, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so we've got that going on. Um, so we talked about, like partnerships and couples and stuff with um obviously mercer and princess how do you feel about um what's going because now we obviously had the change it's no longer steph the fake stephanie and eugene it's now yeah, yeah. And eugene how, how do you think that's been kind of going i suppose with this yeah i mean it's it's fine i they're kind of cute together and uh, i mean it's one of the less uh, interesting bits of it now they've <laughs> kind of resolved that piece of the storyline to an certain yeah. extent um but yeah, I mean, it sort of all ties together with the Connie and Kelly stuff, I guess, at this point. So, yeah, yeah. So, got that. Um, this next paragraph paragraph's pretty big. I thought I broke it apart, but see if we have to stop the paragraph at, at some point. Anyway, um, when Eugene, uh, sorry, not Eugene, Ezekiel, not to get the two mixed up. Uh, when Ezekiel bumped into Carol, he reported that he was recovering nicely and had a good uh, prognosis. Um, this is also from when um, I think Carol was picking up uh, RJ and Judith. Yeah, it was interesting to see them because they've been to they've just been to school. It looks like oh, they were just um, going into school. I think yeah. was it going into school? Going into school. One of the two. Yeah, um, and RJ still hasn't said a line on the show. <laughs> yeah. 
So, and this is, has he said like mummy at some point or something? I can't remember. Done. You've got to pay them more if they talk, so. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't suggest that to AMC. They don't <laughs> like doing that. So, anyway, uh, he bumped into her and uh, he had a good prognosis. He's all like in a happy mood. He's doing this like charade sort of thing. It reminds us of, his, like, reminds us of like the old uh, happy go sort of Ezekiel when he was yeah. in the kingdom and stuff which is good we we like to see the side of Ezekiel uh, he also owed her a thank you um, given his initial reaction to her intervention on his behalf because he initially wasn't happy about uh, getting bumped in line for the surgery or bumped up the line rather uh, could he um, show her what he's been doing with the extra time she's brought him uh, not today she said she was busy with her new job that's got to be something to do with, with Lance um, from there, Ezekiel convinced uh, convinced Tommy um, to come with him to perform an uh, appendectomy. Appendectomy. Yeah. Appendectomy. Yes. Appendectomy. Removing, um, removal of the appendix. That is. Okay. Uh, on a friend, this friend is a redshirt uh, who needed uh, the operation but didn't want to put her family in debt. Sounds familiar? Question mark. Um, Alas, they didn't um, even made it so far as the hospital exit before they were busted by a trooper because Tommy bumps into one of them and drops something. Um, who then called uh, in Carol who got them out of hot water. Turned out Ezekiel and uh, Nurse Leo had started a, f- a free clinic in the uh, veterinary treatment area of the stables. While Tommy tended to the patient, Ezekiel told his ex that um, it was important to me um, that my friend know just how much I appreciate her uh, noting how uh, troubled she seemed he tried to point out uh, how much uh, light she brought into the world uh-huh you know we're not getting back together right she quipped um, even though they totally should oh and if you were wondering despite the fact that the patient's appendix ruptured uh, and Ezekiel and Carol were pressed into service as nurses the operation appeared to be a success um, this scene isn't really about the specifics of the operation. I don't think this no. is about the, the three of these characters. Um, yeah, I'm glad all that's in one big chunk so that we can talk about it and get it out of the way because I don't really know why this is in the episode other than... Because mm. from a plot point, like this character is a red shirt. Um, I was trying to look at the character's face, but then as, as soon as I realised, okay, you're not putting any effort into showing the character's face, it's not somebody important. But as soon as... Ezekiel went to the uh, Tommy's office and was like, "Oh, my friend needs help." I was like, "Oh, which character is he talking about?" Because he's the one that needed the surgery before. Yeah. So it's kind of flipping things around, I suppose. Um, yeah, uh, it's interesting because um, and Bold Mover kind of mentioned this on their show as well, and I kind of want to echo the same thought: is no matter what kind of happens between Ezekiel and Carol, obviously they've got relationship history. We know they're not ending up together because we know that Carol's going off somewhere with Daryl. Unless, because uh, Aaron, who's one of the hosts on that podcast, he kind of suggested, what if Ezekiel tags tags along? Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess is, is possible. Um, you know, things <clears throat> could, could happen. You know, just because the Rick films are called the Rick films, it doesn't mean Michonne can't be there or, you know, some other character. Um... But the thought that the thought that I had with both of the two spin-offs was Maggie and Negan are for some reason going to leave everything behind and go to Manhattan, and with the Carol Darrell show, which we don't lo- have a location for, they're going to ride off together, um, just just like the two of them to some new 
area. Neither of those things make sense, but that's what AMC have decided to do. Um, but it actually makes even less sense on um, Maggie's part, because not only has she got the hilltop that she clearly cares a lot about, and she's got like Lydia there and stuff, she's got her son. Um, and the thing, uh, and I guess we can talk about that when we get to a, a Maggie part at some point. Um, but yeah, because the show here is trying to kind of tease like, oh, these two still really care about each other, which we know that they care about each other, you know, if they're in bad health or when obviously Ezekiel needed help and Carol sort of stepped in, made the deal with Lance. We know they still care about each other. It's just they don't um, necessarily want to be together. So I'm just wondering where all that's going, knowing that Carol's going to go off somewhere with, with uh, Daryl, because um, the plot and the hospital stuff here doesn't really matter. But um mm-hmm. Uh, including Tommy makes sense, obviously, because of the hospital stuff. But uh, what what do you think about Carol and Ezekiel? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's showing that they still have a lot of affection for each other. Um, no, I don't necessarily think that they are going to put the try and put them back together. And if they are going to put them back together, then Ezekiel's going to get killed off before the end of the season. And so, um, I, you know, because that would be the only reason you could do it and then have him be left behind. The other option is that wh- whatever state they end up leaving, the, you know, the Commonwealth is in at the end of it. If that mm-hmm. ends up being a secure place, it's possible that, you know, Karen, Carol and Ezekiel aren't necessarily together, but Daryl and Carol go off somewhere and Ezekiel is left with managing the kids because he has a close relationship with all the kids as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that he, would also he make sense. does that with Jerry. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, that that would make perfect sense. Him and Jerry kind of running the daycare or whatever it is. You know, <laughs> that that would make perfect sense, actually, because it's no... Carol can then... And Daryl can then go, knowing for on whatever mission it is that they've got to go off on and know that the kids are all perfectly in perfectly safe hands. So mm-hmm. I, I think maybe that's one direction they're going in. Uh, on on the the like healthcare sort of you know the the operation thing. I mean, it, it just makes me laugh that even in a zombie-filled post-apocalyptic America, they still can't come up with universal healthcare. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because the entire reason they're having to do this is because she can't afford it and will like, go into massive amounts of debt if she had to have the operation. Yeah, so, yeah. I just, just made me laugh. But oh, America. <laughs> um, the, America, yes. Uh, and so, yeah, it, it, there's there's kind of that. And... and yeah, as you say, the operation is itself, I think, is a bit irrelevant. I, I think the only reason it's in there is to show Tommy as rebelling slightly. Mm. Um, and so, that's the and only so real that Ezekiel and Carol have something to do. Yeah. Yeah, Ezekiel and Carol have something to do. Show that they're trying to work outside the system and they're being a bit rebellious. I, I, I think that's probably where they're maybe setting this up. And there may be a reason for that. Yeah, bigger reason for that like further down the line but we'll see yeah yeah anyway returning to lance and daryl and maggie um his first stop number one was the hilltop where we get the dramatic reveal of why daryl was unmasked in that episode uh hilltop where daryl had to intervene to keep uh, lance from shooting his way in when maggie refused to throw open the gate uh once inside lance went so far as to attempt to scare a confession out of Herschel. He also attempts to start a car, which um, was 
a bit of tension, a bit of drama. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of interesting. Because um, he says about one of the plugs, I don't really know cars, but one of the plugs was like disconnected. He puts out and he thinks it's going to work. So, um, what did he say that was called? The engine? Uh, it was a, I think it was the, the starter disconnected or something. I yeah, think. something like that. Yeah. So, because um, he points out about like uh, how fresh the car kind of looked or whatever. So, um, once he did all that, um, he tries to scare a confession out of Herschel, um, whose cap he'd found at the apartment complex. It did uh, not go well for Lance. Elijah immediately leapt from out of nowhere uh, to the boys' defence, and soon Maggie and her uh, people were in a standoff with the troopers that uh, was one itchy trigger, itchy, uh, trigger finger away from becoming a massacre. Things got so tense that, in fact, Daryl moved to threaten uh, Hornsby. Um, his quarterly review is going to be terrible, etc. <laughs> so... In the end, uh, the villain ordered his men to stand down and move off. Um, Daryl dropped an f bomb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they they allowed to do that like once a season or something. I think I remember somebody saying, uh, it, who, "Who's the guy that plays um, Hank in Breaking Bad? Is it Dean Norris? Is that his name?" Yes. Yeah, I remember when he his character dropped an f bomb at one point in in the show, or might have done, and he said like that was our f bomb for the season. Does AMC have this weird rule where they're I, allowed to... I don't know, because, I mean, technically, they're a cable network. They can pretty much do whatever they like. But there may be... Maybe the AMC has rules on it. I don't know. Huh. Yeah. Which doesn't always make sense for these types of shows when you've got shows like Breaking Bad and Walking Dead that often has, you know, intense situations where people yeah, probably yeah. would swear. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I noticed he dropped an F-bomb, which was, which was interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, so that all kind of, there's a pretty good scene here. Um, it just kind of, I'm trying to sort of, like, I'm looking at, because we all speculated as to, like, oh, what's going to make Daryl turn into what's going on here and all this kind of stuff, and none of that ended up happening. Um, because even as they were building up to, because we suspected this might be at the, the 16th episode, like, cliffhanger, but obviously this was resolved before that. Um, they still didn't know where, if they were going to do what they were going to do with Daryl, which was like make him turn coat against Maggie. They still had done like none of the character development that they needed for that. Um, but the situation, the situation that actually played out still made sense because yeah. it was Daryl trying to, instead of Daryl being on Lance's side and being like, hey, Maggie, we have to talk as big trouble. It was more just Daryl diffusing the situation by saying to Lance, Hey, instead of you storming in there and causing a mess, let me talk to her. And then that was basically it. So it still worked out. It just wasn't portrayed the way that we thought it looked like it was going to be. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but that's Walking Dead for you sometimes. Um, what do you think of how this all played out? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, yes, they set it up to be, ooh, what's this? It's a big sort of thing. And then it turned out to be nothing, like, particularly mm, huge. A diffusal of a situation. Uh, yeah, um... But, you know, I think that still works as an interesting... I think it works as an interesting little teaser. It's just went in a very different direction. Uh, and, as you say, it actually fits better with Daryl because he hasn't turned at all. I mean, you know, he's still in there. He's still following orders to a certain extent because that is his job. But when it came down to it and uh, Lance actually got in the face of Herschel, he he stepped in... And, his head, you know, to Lance's head and sort of said, you need to stop, you know. So I I thought this actually worked out pretty well. 
um, mm. with how they handled it. Uh, and, you know, Lance kind of trying to get the confession out of Herschel was pretty, uh, you yeah, know, was kind of really gross and creepy. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. The one thing I'd hoped for in the scene which did work was I didn't want them to portray... Because Herschel's had, like, a couple of scenes. He's had more than, like, RJ's had to do. Like, Herschel's actually had some a bits of dialogue and some noteworthy scenes. I wanted them to not portray Herschel as um, being dumb. And, like, oh, this man is asking me, you know, I should I should bow down yeah, and I tell him everything. I and I'm glad that they didn't. Yeah. Because I think that would have been kind of annoying. Because I, I was trying to look at, like, Herschel's you know like the character and how he was responding to what Lance was saying and obviously Lance has got the dialogue here Herschel's just listening and I kind of thought like because he was on the road obviously with his mum for a while and he probably learnt some some stuff so I was kind of hoping that some of that would not through dialogue but through the way he responded and acted would come through and it felt like it did yeah um and it it didn't need for him to necessarily say something back um just like short responses but um I was just thinking like you know, the the son of Maggie Ree should be, like, you know, not swayed in, in, in this kind of scene. Same no. thing with, like, Judith. I wouldn't expect her to be kind of swayed. She's probably been taught about how to, you know, speak in these situations. Um, I don't know about what RJ would... Maybe he wouldn't say anything. But, um, but uh, yeah, I'm glad that they portrayed him that way. So yeah. that was uh, that was good. Um, because sometimes... Let's be honest, because sometimes, whether it's, like young teenage-ish kind of characters or younger more child characters like this sometimes they can be portrayed as a bit stupid a bit dumb on on tv and it can be a bit of a trope at certain points so i'm glad that they didn't do it anyway um you glad with how it worked out with herschel here and and with lance yeah i think they played that perfectly well you know yeah yeah it's how it should have been Mm -hmm. yeah uh, anyway, we move on from that. Uh, still sticking with Lance for a bit. Um, I do find him a very interesting character to watch. Uh, that very night, they discovered a tent in the woods. Um, near it, they're missing guns. As quickly as the troopers discovered that the tent was empty, shots rang out. As Lance began yelling uh, that its occupant had um, really uh, inconvenienced him and owed him, um, at the very least, a talk. Since this is a TV a TV show, his ploy worked out, and out of the shadows came Leah, despite knowing the woods were full of troopers. Dolt, um, I'm here, uh, Lance told her, um, to offer you a job if it involves eliminating his new arch nemesis, uh, Maggie, um, who you'll recall killed uh, Leah's uh, Reaper pals in cold blood. And I don't quite get what this next bit means, but it says, I have a feeling she'll be filing out filling out a uh, W9 by the end of the week. Is that some... What, what is that? Um, W9 form is... Uh, it, it's the... It, it's the one of the US tax forms, I think, you have to okay. fill out when you get employed uh, in America. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, cool. Um, yeah, this was a good scene. Um, I kind of thought, like, because she goes into the tent and she can kind of, like... I guess hear some people on their way um and then i like the camera shot of because you're wondering like okay how's she going to get out of this she's in a tent there's only like one you know entrance part of it and then they showed the little camera shot of the back entrance and you're like okay she probably got out that way so that was that was good um yeah i'm looking forward to how this plays out i liked this as the end episode to set up the next piece uh, especially as we've got the finale next week um, or the, the B side 
finale. See, we're used to having the, the, the season finale at this point, like this sort of April um, episode 16 <laughs> time frame. Yeah. But of course, we've got another eight to go in like six months or whatever. Um, yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was a good way to set up that piece. And of course, because Lance is just desperate to just get Maggie, isn't he? And just like be the you know person that he is and stuff but to catch maggie out and probably take over from her and stuff so um yeah using leah in this way knowing that she probably doesn't like maggie because for obvious reasons i thought was good um so i'm looking forward to seeing how this plays out um i'm just wondering this leah stuff that's now been set up are we going to see a payoff next week for the finale or is that going to be put into the next um part of the season uh what do you think is going to happen here With Leo. I'm not sure because it depends how we how Lance is trying to use it. Um, uh-huh. it. It's one of those things that if he's going to try and send her just directly after Maggie, I don't think that's going to necessarily go down well. Um, no, you know, for I, I I can't see that playing out well, particularly for Leah if she's on her own. Um, I, I or it could be a struggle for Maggie because Leah's quite sneaky. If if it's the other way, which we were talking about earlier, where he's kind of going to try and get to incite something in the Commonwealth, you've then got to deal with the fact that Daryl knows who Leah is. Um, and Maggie, I mean, also obviously knows who Leah is. So, um, but of course, Lance doesn't know that they know Leah. So there's sort of all that to deal with. So is it going to be a case of, he tries to introduce her into the Commonwealth and then Daryl suddenly spots her and like, what the hell is she doing here? Or, you know, or is he going to use her as a sort of background operative to, to try and disrupt and take down Hilltop? Um, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, Hilltop's been a bit of a, problem because it won't do exactly what he wants but i think taking maggie out is not going to help the situation for lance particularly either so i i i don't know um mm-hmm. i'd be interested to see what the job is yeah yeah my my thought is um it's been great to see lance on screen and everything and see him doing his scheming stuff it's been great I do want to see a bit more of Pamela and her to maybe find out. I mean, we're reaching the end of the series. She has to find out at some point. Her to find out what Lance has been up to and what her response is going to be. Because the the Mm -hmm. little that we admittedly have seen of her on screen, she's been very interesting. Um, Obviously, her relationship with uh, Sebastian is kind of interesting as well. Um, I do want to see a bit more of that. I just want to see a bit more of the the other side now that we've had this whole Lance thing, which they've done a great job with. I just want to see how Sebastian and uh, Pamela... Uh, react to what's going on and obviously you'd probably include Mercer in some of those scenes as well so that's that's the next bit I kind of want to see but no this is a good episode end to you know the the penultimate one for the B side of uh, season 11 so um, we'll see how things uh, wrap up for now next week Um, until then um, we do have some feedback uh, some emails and whatnot we're going to get into those now if you'd like to send those in before the 16th uh, episode which remember isn't the finale do you know what I'm going to probably see next week is a bunch of people that have watched episode 16 and be like, oh, how can you end this series like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah I could already see the comments already, a, a post online of like, oh, I'm really angry. How did you end it on a clip? Because it'll probably be a cliffhanger, won't it? 
I was like, oh, how did you end the series on a cliffhanger? We've been watching it for 11 years. It's like, no, there's another eight episodes. So, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, you can write in, let us know what you think. Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK. There's a contact page and information in show notes. Uh, also on the website version of the episode, there's a big email box, which a lot of you seem to like using, which is good. You can use that as well. You can also use the clickable email name in your show notes. Beth writes in, and uh, she's not happy about the uh, Maggie and Daryl stuff. She says, well, Maggie and Daryl, what a letdown. Someone wrote to you before about AMC marketing. I think that was last week or the week before. Uh, problems, do you think this played a part? Um, yeah, I've seen a dozen complaints about, like, no matter what you do with those four characters, Negan, Maggie, Daryl, Carol, you can't kill them. Um, although there is still the theory that the Daryl show is a lie and they'll kill Daryl. Um, I think that's kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. If that, if that, if that, that, if that, that actually happens, that would be really true. mind-blowing and interesting. Um, yeah. but they are booked to have a spin-off. Um, yeah, it's, I, I think it's maybe AMC just kind of getting too excited and being like, oh no, don't, you know, don't leave us after the series. We have these other spin-offs and things like that. Because um, well beyond it's finished, obviously the Rick films are somewhere out there, um, and obviously we've got Fear, which some people have sort of dropped off off. So I think it was maybe AMC just you know I don't know being panicky and be like, hey, you know you love these four characters, they're getting a spin off, and don't don't leave us <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's I mean e- even without the spin off news for either of them, because obviously they're g- going to be in two different shows, Maggie and Daryl. I think even without that, I still wouldn't have necessarily bought... Unless you did some really, really significant character development with one of the two of them. If one of them shoots the other one or puts the other one in danger in some way. Um, of course, that wasn't what any of it ended up being. It was more of a diffusal of the situation. Um, but, uh, yeah, do you think AMC's marketing... Because we've spoken about our, our thoughts and feelings on how this actual situation played out. But what do you think of the AMC marketing part of it how that could have interfered um, yeah i mean the the announce i understand the need to announce some sort of spin-off shows to make sure that you know people know and like i say part of that i don't necessarily think is entirely amc it could be the fact that somebody like deadline got hold of the news and we're going to release something mm. and so AMC were kind of forced into saying something. So I, it's not necessarily entirely AMC's fault. I mean, do you remember the um, the this Winchester prequel that they're working on for the CW? Right. The reason that that got announced when it did, and why there was this argument between, or the there's this kind of slight ruffle between, I mean, which is all sorted out between the two lead guys between Jansen and Jared was because of the fact that Deadline had got a hold of it and were about to run the story uh. and he went, crap, we need to write something to, to put out and he'd done that um, Jensen had done that before Jared had, had like he'd even had to have a conversation with Jared about mm-hmm. it. So, so sometimes these things leak and you know, I that's quite possibly mm-hmm. why the announcement came out the way it did. Uh, I don't know that. If it was a decision just from AMC of going, hey, we're, you know, these characters now can't be killed off. He's, that's a little bit weird. Yeah. Um, it it sort of happened this week with um, the PlayStation Plus thing, because there was starting to be loads of um, rumours and leaks about what the, you know, the 
tier structure was going to be and stuff. So I think PlayStation just came out and was like, here it is. Um, but seeing as that service was the change service wasn't supposed isn't ready until June, they probably weren't ready to announce it quite yet. So you, you could have had like a similar thing mm-hmm. going on there. Um, the better thing to announce, I think, would have been, hey, we've got two spin-offs coming out, and they're going to f- each feature two major characters or something. Yeah, because then you might be like, oh, does Ezekiel survive? Is Ezekiel there? Do you have Gabriel? Aaron is Judith in one of them. Um, depends on if you think Judith's a major character, which I think she is. Um, instead of knowing specifically which character it is, you could have just been like, because then we could have been speculating about, okay, we know four four main characters survive. Who are they? Um, so I yeah. don't know. That that might have been a better way to do it, but it is it is what it is, and um, we'll have to uh, just deal with it. Uh, Michael says, a long time, first time. You're welcome. Uh, with just nine episodes left, how do you see everything wrapping up? Here is a list of Walking Dead missing, uh, Walking Dead's missing characters. Uh, some of these aren't actually missing, but we'll just read out who, uh, Michael has put in this list. You've got Heath, which is the obvious one. Yeah. Uh, Luke. Um, if anybody remembers Luke on the show, he apparently left to went to go to Oceanside about a season ago or something and never to be seen again. Luke's girlfriend, who was obviously with him at the time, uh, Yumiko, Michonne, Rick, and Jadis. Um, I don't know if Michael has or hasn't seen um, Well Beyond, but Jadis does pop up there. We won't say the specifics of what she's involved in, but she does pop up there, so she's not missing per se. Um, Luke, you could kind of count as missing. We know he's still on the show, he just hasn't been on the screen. Um, Heath, you could definitely define as missing, because he he hasn't been on the screen for like years at this point. Um, what was it? Season seven last time we saw him because he was in an epi- he was in the episode with Terra where we f- we met Oceanside for the first time. Yeah, and then he ran off to twenty four, and then that got cancelled, and then he I think did some stage work or something. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Luke. Again, he's on the show, but we haven't seen him. Yumiko. Yumiko could be in the next episode. Um. Yumiko's been. Yumiko's kind of got the same situation as Luke, but just not for as long because Luke's been missing for. Or not been on screen for this whole season. I can't remember what episode we last saw him in. Um, but Yumiko, uh, yeah, it's interesting because you know when I when we did the preview for the season and I was like, oh, Michonne's got this missing daughter storyline, and there was the missing persons board, and who could they replace that with? Because nobody's really got a um, a family member in the same situation, and then they made up the character of of Tommy for the show. Um, and then it's sort of like Tommy has had, or Tommy has had more. Obviously, he was in this episode, wasn't he, with the hospital stuff? So Yumiko's kind of gone a bit able since then. Um, yeah, but again, she could be in like the next episode. Mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't necessarily count her as missing. Uh, Rick and Michonne. Uh, Rick, you can't really count as missing because we know he's got a film, well, supposedly in development, but we haven't heard about anything for that for so long. Um, Michonne, we don't know if she's going to be in the Rick films, but that would make a certain amount of sense. It, who knows? You could still have Rick and Michonne pop up in the in the series finale. Yeah. Um, we can speculate a bit later as to whether we think that's going to happen or not. Um, but that's a possibility still that they show up for the last five minutes for the ending. Um, and yeah, Jadis, she's not actually missing. She's on the well beyond. We don't know where she will appear next. Obviously, the show's finished. Um, because the characters that survived that show, we don't know where they're going to pop up, but, um, she was on that show. Um, yeah, would you make of this listing, uh, missing characters list? Some of them aren't, some of them sort of are. Yeah, I mean, I, w- uh, the, Heath obviously had classes missing, Luke, 
we kind of know where he is, but I mean, yeah, I technically missing. I mean, it it does say. Uh, just looking up about Luke, it does say he will appear this in season eleven at some point. So presumably he'll come back at some point. Mm-hmm. Yumiko isn't really missing; she's just not had any screen time. But we know where she is. Um, and as you say, Rick and Michonne, you know, that will Rick will I think pop up in the movie. You know, we'll obviously, you know, like I said, we've not heard about the movies, but should pop up in the movies and I suspect Michelle will probably pop up there as well. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, I mean, so I mean, I, I would like them to, to give some sort of resolve to, to Heath because <laughs> we've been talking about that for such a long time. Mm-hmm. All you've you got to do with Heath and Luke is when we get some sort of ending scene, have them just kind of in the background. Yeah, or, or, or like they don't, they don't need to pop up with dialogue necessarily, but just so that we know that they're there and they survived. I mean, we haven't seen either of them die, so we can't say that either of them are actually dead. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how that all kind of plays out. Because I suspect we'll have one big kind of grand finale scene of 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 some kind. Um, yeah. I still had it on my mind yesterday because I was listening to a bit of Bob Moves episode. As I said, I was at work and you know doing that sort of thing. And because they were talking about like how Ezekiel is kind of maybe blocked from doing anything with Carol because of the spinoff with Carol and Dal. And then I kind of got this uh, thing again of, you know, when that show was announced and I said, the one thing I don't want to happen is we have an ending scene in 11.24, which is the which would be the finale of like everyone, wherever they're going to end up, whether it's going to be the Commonwealth, Alexandra, Hilltop, we don't know. But like a scene of everyone in one area saying, goodbye or whatever and then we pan the camera away with carol and daryl on a bike and then we just follow them i, st- I still have kind of the fear that that's what we're gonna see but now but now we know that um maggie and negan are also supposed to do that so yeah we'll see how that plays out um but yeah we'll see what happens obviously as we go through the show and who pops up who doesn't um and, uh, well, we still have an episode left of this path to see what happens, which will mm-hmm. probably involve Leah in some way, shape, or form. So we'll see how that all goes. Um, anyway, until then, in the meantime, thank you all very much for listening. We'll be back next week, obviously, with the finale. Um, we will probably be moving from this into Better Call Soul. That starts very soon as well, in about two weeks' time. Um, I am on <clears throat> half-term in the next two weeks, so we've got a bit more time to do that because we probably need to do during that two-week period, do a uh, final season preview for Better Castle, if uh, that's all good. Because mm-hmm. um, I've made like a draft for it already and that sort of stuff. So um, I'll just probably re-watch the trailer again and we'll, we'll kind of go from there. But yeah, jumping from one AMC show to, to another that's also ending. Uh, anyway, in the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org uh, and podcast platforms Entertainment Talk uh, for TV, video games, films, and Manchester United Podcast, look out for all of those. If you like what you've heard today and you want to support more of Entertainment Talk, you can do that either by listening to more episodes that we've done. You can also tell other people that you know about what we're doing or where they can find it. So either tell them about the website or um, about our content and stuff. Uh, social media, you can obviously share the podcast around on those places, let other people know about what we're doing over there. Uh, Patreon, there's still the $1, <clears throat> $3 level tiers ad- for every podcast and review option, so take a look at that as well if you'd like to. Uh, you can find TV and film news and things over on geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio. Uh, David, what's going on with that over with uh, Geektown? 
we've got a lot of uh, news obviously going up right now geek town radio uh came out yesterday for this week's episode and we did uh, lots of talk about moon Knight, obviously because that's out now and uh, i talked about hacks which is a new comedy which is on prime video uh you were singing the praises of severance which is another apple tv plus series that starts mm-hmm. with an s uh, getting back into archer as well um, and uh, I was talking about unpacking the video game, um, and uh, there was news about Umbrella Academy and Snowpiercer and Fallout and a whole bunch of things. So that was all Geek Town Radio this week. And there's uh, there's lots of new stories going up daily as well, uh, with air dates and um, TV productions and lots of things being renewed at the moment as well, mm. and uh, casting announcements and things. So all that stuff on geektown.co.uk. Cool. So go and check that out. Geek Town Radio episodes drop on Tuesdays, so look out for yesterday's episode. Uh, you can also find some fun content over on Twitch. If you watch Bex over there, you can find her by looking for Trista, B-Y-T-E-S. She's doing Tomb Raider on Monday, so speaking of PlayStation stuff, she does charity streams, all sorts of fun, uh, interesting stuff over there. So that's for Bex. You can find me as well on Twitch uh, by searching for eTalk UK. Uh, you can basically search for eTalk UK on most platforms and you'll find us over there uh, for our streams, for, for my streams over there. If you've missed any of those, or you want to find the um, yeah, the archive Twitch streams or the video game clips and stuff, not just for COD but other games, you can find all those over on the YouTube channel which is called Entertainment Talk Plays. I still have like a whole bunch of COD clips to put up. I've got about 10, 20 maybe to put up still. So, uh, But I need to clip some of them down and, and that sort of thing. So look out for those over there on our YouTube Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks very much for listening and we'll see you next week for the B finale, if that's what we're calling it this time. <laughs> so see you for that. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>